anyway, let's get serious down here. Something like that with NAP is all about uh, talking to uh, our friends from the local industry and uh, music. Doesn't matter. It could be music, it could be arts, it could be entertainment, it could be DJs, it could be stand-up comedian, it could be anything and everything at all. And well, today I decided that uh, the best person to kick things off is uh, with a good old buddy of mine who uh, actually is the founder of Keep It Local Entertainment. And not only that, he is also a band member of uh, Rhythm Nation, so he knows a lot about the local artists and the scene itself. So I just thought maybe I could just pick his brains a little bit and uh, let's bring him on board. Hey, dude, what's up, man? What's up, brother? How are you doing now? I'm doing great. A little, uh, a little confused on what am I supposed to do during this period, uh, this particular time. <laughs> likewise, likewise, bro. I know, but you, you've been really busy, dude. <laughs> I mean, at first, we all were stuck in this whole thing. Like, you know, we didn't know how what we could do. Yeah. And we never, we never knew if it's going to be like any shows coming up events, but thankfully yeah. things have been well, uh, especially content-wise. Yeah, because the thing is, okay, for the first couple of weeks, let's say everybody in the industry was a bit confused on uh, what exactly you're supposed to do. I mean, what's, what's next? When is it going to be okay? When are we going to perform? Then halfway through, a couple of weeks later, people decided that they came to the fact that nothing's going to be happening for the next couple of months. And slowly, you can see yeah. uh, some changes where online content started kicking in, some live performance and so on. And uh, you've been really busy also in the sense of you've been having some chats uh, with why I keep it local and all right. Yeah, I thought it would be a good time to do that lah, because everyone is at their comfort in their own homes. And it will be good uh-huh. to know an artist's perspective on uh, what they're okay, going yeah, through at this time today. Yeah, but okay, but, but the thing is this, uh, keep it local. I mean, you're going in as yeah, keep it local. You're the founder of keep it local. But I have to ask you this in advance. I have to ask you this. I know you for quite a while right now. I'm a bit confused <laughs> with keep it local. Okay, keep it local okay. entertainment. Is it is it a recording label? Is it a talent a talent management or is it a event management company? A business? Which one is it? To be honest, to be honest with you, bro. When I started it as well, I was confused myself. I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> this is a platform. But you know what? To be honest with you, it's everything that you mentioned. So we always wanted to create a platform. I remember having a chat with you on this uh, when we were at Music Kitchen Studio yeah. uh, a while back. And you said that one thing that we're lacking here in Malaysia is an artist promotion company. Especially ah. for independent talents, those who are unsigned and uh, those who are doing it on their own without labels. Yes, so very much. Basically, we are that platform for independent talents and upcoming talents here in Malaysia. So whether it's going to be two live events where we showcase them, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's always good to be on ground, whether it's going yeah. to be a form of publishing and distribution for the music, okay. even content. So that's what we want to do for uh, local musicians here. And if you ask me what Keep It Local is, we're basically an entertainment platform catering to independent acts and upcoming acts in Malaysia. So we so want to cater to the next generation of uh, musicians. So the, these independent acts that you speak of, do they actually mm-hmm. sign up with you or do they just have a deal for that particular time period? Unlike like, you know, recording labels, you sign up, you sign up for good for you until you, you basically yeah. sell your soul <laughs> to the recording labels, right? But keep it local, does it work that way or is it like on a project base? Exactly. Uh, we do like on a one-year project basis. So basically, okay. we talk to the talents and say, you know what, okay, let's uh, do something for one year. Okay. And let's see how it goes. If you guys like what we do in terms of the event side of things, in terms of content, publishing, okay. distribution, if they're happy with our service, mm-hmm. then we will renew with them. Lah. So we always want to, we take it as a project on a one-year basis with all the talents we work with. 
and how, how has it been so far? I mean, you, I know a couple of acts that you've been working with. And uh, apart from that, apart from having this acts or promoting this particular acts, you have also what collaborated with a lot of companies in, in terms of events to create yes. a platform for yeah. these artists to come on board, not necessarily signed up to keep it local, but then again, you just pinch them and just bring it to your platform. Is that is that working well with you? Um, honestly, it's working really well because initially when we wanted to do the exclusive thing, it was a bit tough for us to work with any other artists from like different labels who might need our assistance as well. Mm-hmm. So when we did like uh, work with people like uh, Roshan Jamrock from Cape Town Clan, okay. uh, who okay. has his own like uh, company called Big Lion, and when we collaborated, we managed to do some great things. Like, we went to Thailand together and we okay. got a project with Marshall. Uh-huh. So basically from that project alone, it opened my eyes and saying, okay, you know what, maybe I can work uh, with other companies on a collaborative basis and we can do stuff like this, you know, and taking stuff locally, going international and working on different content projects with brands. So to be completely honest, I think this whole deal of what we're doing now on working on a non-exclusive basis and collaborating with other labels and also uh, brands, it's so much better, especially for the artist itself. Okay, but there's, there's pros and cons to this, okay, because I personally, you and I know, we personally know a couple of artists down there uh, who are a little picky when it comes to who they're working with and what right. they're getting back in return. Because let's yeah. let's face it, let's face it, I'm going to be very, very, very honest down here. Uh, some of them are just, might, some of them have just started off, maybe come out with one or two songs or something like that. But then again, what they expect in return is when they start their marketing, they want something that is top-notch i mean top-notch like like some celebrity status i don't want to work here i don't want to work there they're very choosy do you face those kind of issues unfortunately we do we do i mean we always have different characters in the scene and uh, i mean it's good to be like uh it's good for certain artists to like like look out for their careers and wanting the best for themselves but one thing that a lot of artists don't understand is the process of things i mean you're uh-huh. not going to get there immediately especially with the marketing and the reach and so on so yeah. when you do start like there's going to be a lot of process to build a community to build your fan base before you can get to the next level so tell me tell me about it i started yeah. this thing and i'm struggling it's only been a week but i was just like <laughs> cracking my head how exactly is supposed to go like this particular this particular yeah. thing but it's, you've been it's doing not ev- easy you've been doing every week bro that's the most important thing i think consistency is key uh, that's yeah. one thing that a lot of people are lacking as well in terms of putting out materials and stuff so you've been doing it every weekend yeah, but the one previously was just for the fun of it. But this time, I'm, I'm taking it pretty seriously. <laughs> you know about this yeah. whole thing. If we were chatting with uh, during Christmas at your place, we were talking about yeah. this, and that's where the idea moved out and followed exactly. the operation. I think it's a but, brilliant idea, bro. Yeah, but the thing is this. Okay, back enough about me. Let's talk about you and keep it yeah. local. But the thing is, the, the problems that the, the good things and the bad things faced by keep it local when it comes to running this particular business itself. Mm-hmm. What what are what are they like? We just spoke about some of the artists being choosy and so on. But you have this thing between clients having uh, uh, who are picky also. You know, yes. they want top notch artists, but they pay peanuts, or some of them don't even <laughs> want to pay. So, how, yeah. do you face this kind of things? Yeah, we do. I mean, I'm sure a lot of companies like in the entertainment industry uh, face similar like situations as well. Uh, so for us, because we are the middleman in things in terms of dealing with the artists and the brands. So we are the connector basically. So in terms of catering to the needs of the artists, uh, whether it's going to be budget-wise and also like uh, in terms of their services that I can provide for the clients. Because as you mentioned, clients can be picky as well. They will want certain things and it's totally understandable because they want they want the best for their brand and the artist also wants the best for themselves. So there's always like a conflict there in terms of um, how could we provide the best quality possible for both parties. 
However, it is still workable in a sense where there's always like a common ground that you got to find in terms of um, you got to see what's going to be beneficial for both parties at the end of the day. But how so, how you overcome that? Because seriously, I I really got to know because I know I have <laughs> tried my best. I mean, trying to introduce some artists to some clients and so on. But then again, it's mm. so difficult in the sense that how do you deal with the, these artists who don't want who don't want the, the simple stuff? They want all that that big names, big events, big money. How how do you deal with that? Basically, for the artist perspective, we got to uh, show them how we're giving them value in return. So besides just being the budget or Because you know everyone wants to get paid, and everyone wants to like basically like uh, make make a living out of it, which is totally understandable because it, it is their rice bowl anyways. But however, we always position it in a way where we show them, okay, by doing this with this certain brand, this is the value that you get, this is the traction that you get, and these are the opportunities you set forth set forth with, including basically like getting paid as well, lah. So basically, you're getting like a few things rather than just one. So that's what we always position as, especially if they work with brands. Has it worked? Has it worked very well in your side? At first, it was a bit tough because us being a new company. So once we started doing more things, as I mentioned, like you know, working with uh, like a brand like Marshall uh, mm-hmm. with their HQ in Thailand, and also working doing a project with Yudo right now, it's okay. so much easier because like the more you do, like in terms of consistency, the more acts we work with, mm-hmm. it it gets so much better, lah. You know, the the journey gets so much better, and people tend to be more like trustworthy towards us. And we, okay. as long as we are being transparent with both parties, and we're also being transparent with the artists on what we want to do for them and how we benefit, it makes it so much easier. Okay, for the the artists, when you speak about the artists, when the ones those who are working with you, or you just yeah. work on a project basis and so on, this kill or, or rather keep it local, actually dominate or rather make sure they create set the path for these artists in terms of okay you got to come up with this music you got to come up with this uh, the frequency of music you got to act like this yeah. you got to dress up like that do you all, <laughs> do you all do that or you just uh, just pick whatever it is and then you just put it down there we always prefer the artists to be authentic because we mm-hmm. want to like because we we do not like choose to work with uh like you know just everybody and anybody of course we've got to screen through on who would be the right uh fit for This particular client, or who would be the right fit for us to work at uh, at that particular time. Okay. So it a lot of things like uh, like we got to think about a lot of things before we do engage with the artists. But in terms of that, yeah, there have there has been times when clients get a bit picky in terms of they want like artists a certain way and so on. But for our style, we always want to like focus on stuff that's authentic. So if the artist has a certain criteria about them and uh, they're being themselves. Mm-hmm. And basically, what's pulling them is basically like them just uh, not catering to anyone and just like catering to their originality. That's what we prefer. That's what Kill goes for, and those are the okay. talent that we actually look for, lah. Basically, the, the reason why I'm asking you this because uh, there there is uh, some cases uh, which I personally, okay, which I personally mm-hmm. come across. It's like when labels like like such or rather organizations like such, like for example, Keep It Local, uh, something or something similar to that. What they do is they mold these artists. It's like they come out in one, like say they come out in fashion A, but by the time they're done with them, it's like completely a different person, different <laughs> act, different sounding music, and which yeah. just gets rid of the originality because main reason is marketing. Marketing is what they say. Does that affect you? Because I, I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, not say agree with me, but you face this these situation, which is like, for example, um, this is what the market wants. So this is how the artist should be. Right. So, do you take that, take up the role and inform the artist? No, Macha, you have to change like this, you change like that, because that's what market wants. Do you ever do that? Um, 
fortunately enough, we don't because uh, I know it's important to like uh, cater to the trend at, at the moment in terms of mm-hmm. uh, their musicality and so on. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, we do like uh, encourage the acts to like basically uh, try to see what's new and so on. But however, in changing in terms of style, in terms of their sound, we don't want to operate as a label. That's one thing that we don't want to do because being a label, number one, the, rock, the roster is stacked. You know, they have... Okay tons of talents and so on so it's hard mm. for them to cater to like certain talents at that point and okay. everything is about timing and who's booming at that point for them to okay. be able to push and promote so oh. for us at, uh, sorry for, for us at Kill we try to focus more on that, uh, working on like a few talents at a time okay. and we want them to cater to basically how they want to sound and there's nothing but an authentic fan base now, you know that's one thing okay. I realised yeah. yeah because I've, I've noticed that in a couple of your gigs because uh, whenever I follow your gigs or whatever events that conducted by Kill, I've noticed that you have that regular fan base, which pretty yeah. much backs the club, which is, <laughs> which is good enough, which is nice. Nothing really changes over there. Yeah. The, because the reason why I'm putting it out here, because some of them, will, they are, I've argued many, many times with artists, I've many, argued many times with talent managers, recording labels. They said, oh, this is what the market wants. If you don't do it, you cannot sell. But what the problem is, the longevity of this particular artist is shortens as much as possible it's like the artists can go on for the next couple of years because they change the whole concept of who they are they end up being pretty quiet and so on but if, if clients who actually want okay clients who wanted these artists to change what's your advice to them for basically the is it brands or labels in terms the of artists uh, itself, the, the, the whole the, image the whole facade of the, the artists okay. how they look how if, they sound i understand if they they want to change or if they are forced to change that's it. Uh, yeah, no, like I, if, if they are forced to change or if they want to change, like on uh, on which aspect is it? Both. Both. La. Yeah. Okay. I feel it depends on the situation they're in. Because one thing, if you are attached to a label, mm-hmm. there are mm-hmm. some things that you're obliged to do. La. Okay. Okay. Because you're in a contractual, uh, you have a contractual agreement with that certain party. Okay. So okay. To like debate in terms of, okay, this, you, you can negotiate in terms of what you want to do, but chances of you getting there is a bit tough. So what I would recommend for a lot of upcoming artists to do is stay independent. That's the most important thing. If you want to stay true to your sound, uh-huh, if you want uh-huh. to stay true to your style, always remain independent, but collaborate with labels if you have to in terms of distribution and publishing, just so you can maintain your your style. Because not only that, bro, I realize a lot of labels tend to own masters of artists as well. Basically, okay. your work, everything they own. So that's like a standard label deal. So by being independent, you actually have the chance to own your own masters, so important for artists. And also, okay. it gives you a chance to own your copyrights and IPOs in terms of everything you do. Okay, because this, this must be going... Oh, oh, I'm sorry, just give me a second. I don't know whether it's my... Okay, I don't know whether it's my side or your side. Uh, is it good right now? Can you? Is it clear yes, right now? I can hear okay, you. Can hear now. Yeah. Okay, because the thing is, uh, that's, that was another question I wanted to ask because the sense that uh, a lot of artists who come out, they look forward to be tied up with the recording label. But at the same yeah. time, you have another group of artists who want to go independent because they have the freedom of choosing and doing whatever they want. Right. But this, on the other hand, is also a setback because when you're independent, you need a lot of cash. You yes. need a lot of cash to uh, start <laughs> promoting yourself, making videos, making music. It doesn't come cheap. Making a song, it's not cheap at all. If you just walk into a jam rock studio and you just want to make a song, yeah. it's not going to come up and say, okay, I'll do it for 10 bucks for you or pro bono. It's, it's not, it's not going <laughs> to be that easy. Not, definitely not, yeah, yeah, so you, you need money and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, you want to push it out there. So I think that's the reason why you have a lot of online content 
which is out there. And thanks to you, thanks to Keep It Local, you create more platform for people to uh, uh, actually okay. perform and uh, move on. I'm just going to read a couple of messages before I uh, proceed further. Okay. Uh, Sanjay, <laughs> shout out to you, Steady Like Team CMO. Uh, Authentic, general, <laughs> real. And that's the tagline indeed. Uh, green Room represent Mario. <laughs> the whole room is here, man. Everybody's uh, on board. Usual well, suspects. <laughs> yeah, the usual suspects. This guy's been supporting to the maximum. Uh, the good news yeah. is you have a lot of friends who actually support you in this cause. But yeah. uh, now, the, your latest project going on is uh, you do right? Yep, uh, with Udo. So the folks at Udo uh, were nice enough to like uh, contact us and say that okay. they want to support the local scene and local musicians, uh, especially during this tough time. And they said, we want to do this content project where we're going to be involving a host. And okay. and this was the part that really caught me when they said they want to basically showcase independent talents in Malaysia. So that's where I was so last. Okay, perfect. So with this whole platform, we've been showcasing not only acts who are known, but acts mm-hmm. who I've seen like in the pop scene for so long and I and every time I wonder you know what's this guy doing here like you know why isn't he in like a bigger platform you know I really want other people to notice rather than just like you mentioned earlier there's always one thing in the pop scene or whether it's on an on-ground gig you always see the same faces similar faces so it's hard to yeah. grow it's hard to basically like uh, get your brand to grow to a whole different audience so with a platform like you do like a big brand if I could showcase talents like that I think that's amazing lah. so I'm so when they told me that, I got a roster filled with a lot of people I wanted to showcase for so long. Uh, one of them is performing tonight, actually. Uh, Chester Zazadias, who's been like a real, uh, he's part of the Zazadias brothers. So okay. he's been in that scene for a long time. So he was one of the guys that I'm very happy to showcase uh, with a brand like you do. So his uh, set is actually tonight at 10 p.m. Nice. Yeah. Okay, there's, there's something you got to check out. We're going to talk about that in a bit from now. Uh, big hello yeah. to Amrish. Amrish just joined in. Amrish, another guy, the brainchild behind this whole project or something <laughs> like that. One of the brainchilds, uh, which is, okay. Uh, also, when you're talking about pop acts and so on, right? Okay, now, th- this this is quite interesting because how do you differentiate between a recording artist and someone who's been in the pop scene? Okay, let's see. Because, you see, when it comes to recording artists, they don't really perform much on the geek side. It's just all the stuff that's yeah. been done in the studio and then the performance. But yeah. sometimes the great talents, I mean, good talents come from the uh, nightlife scene, you know, geeks and so on. They're really good. But the problem is when you sell them, when you you try to sell them, how do you sell them? Is just like one live geek or you just you consider them as an artist? So one thing about the scene here, that's a sacrifice that, I mean, you're right, you split down in that, that two categories. So that's what it's been for so long, like, you know, mainstream and underground. And with underground, you know, it's not only the pop scene, but there's a, a lot of uh, different like genres who has their own version of uh, underground music, especially hip hop, okay. there's a whole underground category there. So it really mm-hmm. depends on like, if you do want to be a recording artist, I mean, if or pop musicians who feel like, okay, we're going to take the next step in our career. One thing is security. It's going to be a bit tough because once you venture into being a recording artist, it's uh-huh. a bit tough for you to like perform at pops and so on because you need to market yourself as, in, as a recording artist. So you will need to give up that payday that you get from the pop scene which you perform three to four times a week to basically mm-hmm. to basically like uh, make a living. So that's the biggest sacrifice they've got to make in terms of building their portfolio as a recording artist. And also basically being a recording artist is being a brand. Hands down. Okay. In terms of, uh, yeah. I've always, I was always confused about that because I'm not a singer, I'm not a performer in any way whatsoever. But the thing is, this this has always been my question mark. It's like if I'm mm-hmm. an recording artist, I can't do pubs, I can't do live gigs. Is because of the yeah. brand. Why, why is that? Why is that? 
Um, because like at the, at the end of the day, it's, it depends on the mindset of the artist on what they're looking for. And I, I, I understand that some of them have to do it in terms of uh, to, to gain like uh, to gain money and monetary advantage and so on in terms of uh, getting paid. But however, it does, I mean, based on experience for some of the artists that um, I've known and I've worked with in the past, okay. being in the pop scene and stuff like that, it kind of like uh, reflects on your image as well in terms of... Um, catering towards a mainstream market mm-hmm. uh, because there's in terms of a mainstream market you've got your tours you've got your events that uh, you perform for that are okay. normally associated with brands okay. and so it's very important for like even if it's going to be a label or if it's an independent label to position an artist on going through those platforms rather than just the smaller platforms and so on like uh, in pubs and stuff however I give credit to pubs for like allowing local musicians to perform and so on But the okay. only problem is to answer your question Nev, is originality. And you know with right. playing in pubs, you can hardly promote your own stuff. So it's going to be I tough see. to market you as a brand that way. I see, I see. Because that's, that's one thing I've been confused about when I spoke to a couple of the uh, label guys before. Like, they said exactly pretty much yeah. what you said. It's because that you cannot, you cannot have both, best of both worlds <laughs> if you have one. Correct. But, Correct. but if, assuming, assuming, let's assume that I decide to have both. I want to be an artist. I want to be a DJ or maybe I want to be a performer. Does that really affect people in a hundred percent? Like, I'm going to throw names down here. I'm just going to throw okay. the names. Okay. Uh, for example, Ashton. Ashton is an amazing rapper, great artist. Okay. At the very same time, he's also the hype man most uh, geeks in the clubs and so yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's a difference down there, right? There's a difference down yes. there. Yes. But he, yes. he is still winging it. Does that, does that, does that consider as a bad thing? Um, not a bad thing exactly because he's more of a hype man there and he's not I think the only difference between like bands performing in the pub scene and him doing in the club is he's not actually he's just hyping the crowd and he's not performing covers that are being played by the DJ over there you know so he's still a brand on his own he's just there like being an MC on the night and basically catering to himself as Ashton the brand so where else but there's a common ground here if Uh, like like local venues allow artists to actually perform their originals and to do mm-hmm. showcase of just their music alone, especially for okay. people like Musa, Blister. I mean, if even like for my band, like Rhythm Nation okay. and so on, if we were allowed to like tour pop circuits and to perform our originals, then that's completely fine. I think that would be a great avenue because we've got okay. the venue and we can actually promote our own stuff. However, if it's going to be based on a three-set cover basis and so on, then it's going to be very tough for you to transition to a recording artist by doing that. It's hard to justify, you know? Okay. Uh, I'm just going to read our message here from Mario. Only in Malaysia, this is a taboo or this divide between one scene to another, not knowing that the Beatles played over 200 shows doing covers in the Kevin yeah. Club. Malaysia is weird a bit. Well, I might yeah. agree with you on that part because the thing is this, okay, speaking of tours and so on, when would the trend ever come back? Because I remember, okay, back in the days, I don't want to sound older. I don't want to sound old, but then again, back in the days, there was a lot of pop touring. Okay, when it comes to yeah. gigs and so on, it's not yeah. particularly one big show, but everybody just jumps from one club to another club to promote and so on. But these days, you don't really find that particular trend. Is is it because nobody wants it anymore, or the promoters are not exactly focusing on that? I think it's kind of uh, both, lah. In terms of how we're seeing it, um, I think that another big problem with our scene is it's very segregated. Okay. That's what, uh, you know, from five years from with Kill and so on and also being with Rhythm Nation for 10 now, I realized 
in different scenes there's a different kind of crowd so okay. if you're in a certain venue whether it's going to be a pub there's a different mm-hmm. crowd that goes there that might enjoy discover music more and so on and they enjoy and there are promoters who actually do stuff like you know tribute nights and so okay. on however there is a complete i'm sure you're you're familiar with this like guys like ROTTW they uh-huh. organize something like for sound the metal underground scene and sound stage and stuff and you yeah. see a completely different crowd there and i can yeah. guarantee you that they have no idea about what's going on in this scene you know in scene a okay, so okay, okay. i believe like you know we have a lot of promoters here are promoting different shows but the problem is everyone is just separated and segregated in Malaysia. So that is that is the main issue for your yeah, because like I, like I said we were talking about segregation of gigs and so on. It's like uh, there used to be a season where a lot of places hosted uh, hosted these kind of gigs like say uh, if I'm not mistaken it was no black tie um, then you had laundry. I think it was a laundry bar or something like that. Uh, the one yes, in there, yes, yes. the curb. You know they used to have a lot yeah. of local acts going on and there's a long list of uh, outlets that actually got gave the platform for the local acts to come up and do their thing but these days it's getting lesser and lesser why is it because the patrons are not really spending money for the geek or is it just like they got sick and tired they want to have something new yeah this comes down to the issue of some pub owners basically are catering to the bands mm-hmm. to basically make an income for their venue which okay. with, at the end of the day will be affecting the bands because they are there to perform okay and now it's more of a of a thing where they also want the band to market which is a tough thing you see and once you once you do that you have to cater to what we mentioned earlier in terms of uh, pleasing the crowd more in terms of uh, music that they are used to and so on and which is why they, there's more 80% covers or 20% originals or sometimes no originals whatsoever which is okay. an issue and a lot of um, pubs like you mentioned like laundry bar closing down as well and there's we are we're lacking of venue spaces here in Malaysia Okay, that's that's pretty sad because okay, but the thing yeah. is, it's like for example, like keep it local. Have you ever had plans of let's say organizing a road tour for pubs with tying up with certain brand or certain clients and then taking it on tour? Is there a possibility of doing that? Yes, that's actually something that we've been working on uh, for quite some time, and we hope to like because now you know during this period it's a bit tough to plan any events whatsoever. Yeah, of course. You know? yeah, I know it's a nightmare. <laughs> because the thing is, because I was always, I mean, wondering why nobody is actually doing that. Because the thing is, for the pubs alone or for the bands alone to come up with an idea and running the whole show, which is pretty much dif- uh, difficult. Like say, for example, you you you're a part of a band. Uh, Rhythm Nation, you don't have anybody, and I wouldn't want to say don't have yeah. anybody, you don't really focus on getting somebody to take care of your advertising, marketing, promotions, you know, writing a song, getting your band into the studio to record <laughs> it, it's, it's already 90% of the work. And then the remaining yeah, 10%, definitely. you have a little time to do marketing. So is there a possibility to actually get somebody or to start a trend of uh, marketing and promotion just like you to take it on a tour right now? Because we need something like that. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I'm. I think you came for one of our events, uh, Rock Out, which we had in uh, Rock Bottom Bangsa. Yeah. Uh, remember the one we had last year? So yes, yes. That yeah, that concept is something that we're working on and bringing on a tour basis because we were thankful enough to work with uh, the Olive Tree Group, who gave us mm-hmm. the opportunity to run a Battle of the Bands competition. So okay. what we wanted to do uh, as Imperial. Mm-hmm. is to basically get musicians from underground musicians from all over okay and i wanted to change the aspect of them performing and a cover at a pub i said okay this is going to be a battle of the bands mm-hmm. and they're giving you the winner will get like a single contract and you'll get a showcase okay. and you will get to basically be a part of uh, a different like uh, our friends from rojak sessions you guys got to check them out they, okay. they cover some great malaysian acts 
So they they were kind enough to actually feature the winning act on their platform as well. So when we did that, bro, that was amazing, lah. It was the first time I saw bands like um, Soul Statue, who are who are like you know uh, who are big in the pop scene, and uh, to name a few, even Sonuwo, who are Baskers, who okay. eventually won the competition. So it was yeah. damn nice to see like you know Baskers winning it. Uh, when I told them, okay, you guys could do your originals in this, and I want you to showcase your originals, they were so happy. They said, you know what? To cool. showcase our originals in a pop circuit and to eventually like uh, do a showcase that'll be amazing. So with through the rock out series, we are planning on eventually because Olive Tree has like different outlets all over, okay. uh, nationwide. Um, I think they're opening one in Sabah as well, which is a great market. So we're planning nice. on doing a rock out tour somewhere yeah, in the future. You, you know who to call if you need an MC, lah. But <laughs> more definitely, bro. You're in my list, don't worry. Just kidding, man. Just kidding. Here's number one MC. Because uh, seriously, a lot of gigs that I saw have been organized by K. Keep it local was uh, truly amazing. Like when we said earlier, Thanks, it's that authentic, Thanks. genuine, and Thanks. real, genuine and real. Yeah. Because that's what it needs. That's what it needs, yeah. man. Because I'm tired. I am seriously tired watching bands perform covers. I mean, I'm not blaming that they sound good, they are awesome, they're fantastic and all, but then again, you just miss out on the uh, the exact thing about a band. Like say, like I go crazy when I see a uh, Blister perform their own stuff. I mean, yeah, likewise, likewise. So it's, it is nice when I watch Rhythm Nation, you do your own stuff and all. It's totally different. It's like you're Thank selling you. more. This is what the market wants. And But in terms of like the original stuff, how does the media support you guys? It really Because depends. I, oh, sorry, bro. You're saying? Yeah, because the thing is this, uh, the media, let's not talk about the mainstream radio. Like I gave them, yeah, I yeah. gave up on them a long time ago. <laughs> I, was part, I was part of the evil organization. But anyway, uh, on the other side of the, the rest of the media that's going on right now, how's their support towards local acts? Um, the good thing about media right now, bro, is that we have so many independent media platforms uh, okay. that are coming up. I mean, mm-hmm. ROTTW being one of them, I think they have, what, 60,000 followers on their page. Yeah, they've been there from way back then as well. Yeah, uh, working with them now for you do as well, as you know, Tommy is our host and Abang Rome, who's been very supportive of our show. And uh-huh. in terms of the rock, rock platform, I think they are the perfect independent platform to go to, lah, I would encourage. Instead of worrying about all the major platforms to promote your stuff, These guys are there to actually support you and give you the traction you need. Um, and when it comes to hip hop, there are platforms like Malaysian Hustler, who's been promoting like a lot of hip hop, uh, like underground hip hop stuff. They've also been promoting top talents, and their engagement is great, bro. Even better than most like major media platforms. So that's a good thing that's happening for for the scene. But in order to cater to the bigger platforms, I would say it has to be really something unique, outstanding that's worth sharing. Because a lot, if your your content is mostly generic, that it's already similar to a lot of other artists it's going to be a bit tough for you to like uh, be mentioned by all these platforms but however if you do something so different like what Roshan has did with Malaysian Music Cover Challenge that's something that's yeah that's something that's never been done and the fact that it went so viral because it was something new and fresh You saw the traction it got media-wise, you know, a lot yeah. of like, uh, yeah, yeah that, that, that's up. my point exactly. Because the thing is, people are so skeptical. You just they they've been following the same movement, the same trend all this wise when it comes to media coverage and so on. But when somebody kicks in something like that, it goes big, and then everybody wants to jump on board and just talk about it. Uh, this is exactly. a second. Let's check out a couple of messages right here. Uh, let's see, uh, Ramanish. Uh, also, there's a lot of cover bands that do not want to showcase the original stuff, but just continue to be a cover band. You have to be original to stand up. I agree with you. And uh, Lucian, hey Lucian, what's up, man? Your partner like that. And uh, <laughs> see, coverage. 
Abrej, this is a good one. Media support, fictional lah tu. Coming from the man himself lah. Yeah, because the thing is, okay, uh, Abrej, we all know his work, we all know his writing, and you, we, we know his style. He's been supporting all yeah. the uh, elite, or rather the uh, obscure artists, bringing them out. That's what they need right now. Even like, uh, for example, when I started off this whole whole thing, which was planned yeah. for God knows how many years. I've been sitting on it for so many years. Uh, it's 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 tough. It's really really tough. Even even when you say media support, but uh, bands do they want to be featured in those media? That is the number one question mark. Correct. Have you come Correct. across that? Have you have artists or maybe your your bands or colleagues who think that no, I'm I don't want to be featured in that one. They're not so popular enough. No, I'm I don't want to go there. Why do I need to do that? <laughs> If they want, let them come to me. Why do I need to go to that? Did you yeah. face that We do, we do. Sometimes with the bigger artists and even bigger labels, because. <laughs> Okay, this this is a word that I heard, uh, I hear a lot lah, especially with brands or with artists. Sometimes it okay. they will mention it's all about the numbers. It's all about the numbers. You know, I'm sure you've heard that before as well. You know, it's oh, like many times. Uh, you know, especially for brands, they always want to go with the artists, not not say the most talented artists, or mm. they always want to go with artists with the highest followers, because um, they believe they can get better engagement that way and so on. And also with artists, sometimes when it comes to a platform that's just coming up. They kind of be a bit skeptical. Okay, you know why should I promote there when I can go when I can go to a bigger platform like this? Okay. So, I mean, I don't want to mention names and all that. I have had to explain to like uh, people like that in terms of why it's important and so on. Where a platform is a platform. I mean, I believe even if a platform, a media platform, who wants to cover independent talents, who wants to cover Malaysian musicians, and they have even as little as 20 followers, I'll still do it because at the end day. It's promotion, you know. Yeah, the more the merrier, right? It doesn't matter. Exactly. One hundred. It's like uh-huh. the, the ironic thing is that uh, we just started this whole thing, SLT, uh, and I, I tried to contact a couple of my band friends and so on, and then they had that Nola bro, still a leader bro. No, I skip this one. I don't want that. I was like, dude, come on, man, you got to chat because it, it all depends <laughs> on what exactly you want to say it out. I mean, I exactly, don't blame them yeah. for not joining something that has only about one hundred sixty followers, but. That that goes on, man. But uh, then again, you guys, like I said earlier, you've been doing a fantastic job taking things on tour. Thank What's you. your upcoming project? What's your upcoming Currently, project? Okay, for like, um, okay, just to add on like what you mentioned earlier, uh, Nav, in terms of mm-hmm. platforms, I think platforms like this and what you're doing is great because it's not only content for you; it's content for me as well, and it's content for artists. You know, okay. and you can always like uh, basically recycle content from anywhere. So that's another value that you bring to your show for a lot of talents and yeah. a lot of other different platforms that are coming up, uh, such as yourself as well. Thank so you. in terms of um, future plans, we actually want to do more content-driven stuff with Kyo. So we are actually like uh, signing up a lot of uh, young independent talents, which uh, we, we will announce very soon. A lot of because the goal for us is. We want to work with people who are going to dedicate things to the next generation of local music over here. Whether it's basically marketing them to uh, the Malaysian audience or marketing them to an international audience by collaborating with international acts, that is a plan that I have. Uh, one of the boys that I'm working closely with is Roshan Isaac. Look out for him. We yes, recently promote. Uh, we recently promote. Sorry, sorry, bro. You say he was on YouTube recently, right? Yeah, we featured him on the first episode uh, of You Do. Uh, a lot of people has been like uh, giving great feedbacks on him, and he actually achieved a hundred thousand views on TikTok, bro. Nice. Something that I didn't expect. <laughs> okay, TikTok is uh, another thing I want to find. I, I'm, I'm still, is a mystery for me, man. 
TikTok. I don't get <laughs> how it works and why people are on TikTok and so on. Is like it's it's a big mystery, but it's a good platform. It yeah. it blew up unexpectedly, especially this recent MCO. But speaking of which, uh, your new artist, your new group, or rather, what's come upcoming. Based on the current things that we've been seeing for the past three months, everybody, everything is almost online. Shows are going online, yeah. okay, uh, live chats and much, much more. Do you think this is going to impact your upcoming projects? Do you have an impact um, with your upcoming projects? At first, to be very honest, bro, uh, we were we were all worried. I'm sure you were worried as well, thinking, okay, yeah. there's not going to be any events for the rest of the year. What could we possibly do? You know, but the best thing is sometimes your you know, in times of trial and tribulations, right, it comes your biggest advantage in terms of thinking of new out-of-the-box ideas on what could possibly okay. be done. So, for example, with this whole Udo project that we had, okay. it was the first time that he'll actually actually ran a virtual showcase and a virtual like concert. So it's basically like running exactly running a like event that we normally do like in different like venues and so on, but everything was done online. Okay. So I got to give like a big shout out to uh, my production partner Raja Azri from Rojak Session who conducted the whole thing in terms of uh, getting like getting all the acts on Zoom and making them look good, uh, especially online. Um, that is one bro in terms of content with brands, and I believe now is a great time. As you can see, we have an influx of content, so now is okay. a great time to just come up with different things in terms since people are at home. Utilize that that whole fact of uh, trying trying to promote yourself online. I encourage all the artists to do the same. I mean, you're doing it right now as well with your show. Because you yeah, were just telling I, me, if it wasn't for this, you wouldn't have started it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm mean, I'm a heavy duty Facebook user, as you can see on my personal page. I bitch a lot, so yeah. <laughs> instead of using my energy for that, I to do something useful right here. But I'm also at the at the very same time, as much as I'm happy that this thing is going on, the online content and uh, publicity is going on. I'm just worried about the uh, impact or the uh, the stuff that is going to follow. Because let's say now, if everybody's too comfortable with online shows, yeah. online contents, when it comes to the actual on ground event, would that be affected? Your prediction, your forecast. Do you think it will? Um, because if the clients are going to get comfortable saying that, why do I need to spend so much money on that? Getting a plane, <laughs> setting up, yes. and so on, and I can yes. do everything online where I get better views or better interactions by people. Would that? Would you think that might happen one day? I think it's already happening because uh, number one, it's not only based on like uh, convenience, like everything being online. It's because of safety as well. I don't think not only for the clients, but I feel the audience will not be will not feel safe enough to go out for shows at this point of time. Okay. So everyone would rather like be at home and just watch uh, different like you know different like performers doing their own thing and stuff like that. So it will it will be a while until until the audience gets used to going out and being in a crowded place again. And also we don't know about the regulations that the government is going to set in terms of how how soon can we go out and have events like this. Um, but, but you yeah. see, what, the, these particular thing uh, things are the biggest worry because one of the things is monetizing your social media or rather your online content you see yeah. when you have gigs you have shows you get paid but if you're going to do contents online every single time i'm going to do more shows i'm going to release more music where does the money come in where does the money come from yeah i agree with you bro i mean it's tougher in terms of uh, not being paid like on the spot for doing your work in an on-ground event and stuff like that but now i think all these online platforms like facebook instagram um even uh, youtube per se 
they've been like re- they've been like basically coming up with new monetize monetization opportunities i think i just uh, saw an article igtv they are okay. actually going to be monetizing soon so by you uploading stuff on igtv and so on of course there are requirements as always like facebook mm-hmm. like facebook as well and okay. they're actually willing to uh, pay musicians uh, uh, or pay talents in general for content creators to basically put up content on igtv so they are trying to compete with youtube that way which i think okay. is a great platform and okay. also yeah and facebook is coming up with a uh, new platforms to pay an audience as well so i think like for buskers who are usually like uh, performing out there in terms of getting money from an audience watching them at wherever they are okay. they can actually tip uh, tip uh, musicians through facebook as well so ah. uh, yeah so there's a lot of platforms that are coming up technology is crazy bro Okay, so, so the artists have really be yeah. so worried about not making money because, uh, like I said, exactly, as well, yeah. bands, they are so worried. Like, I can't perform in clubs anymore. I can't perform in gigs right now. And my bank account is just running on fumes. So it's like, how am I supposed to make money? But then again, uh, does is Kill going to play a role in that? Trying to help people make money? Definitely, definitely, because um, we we want to support like uh, the local talent as much as we can, and we need to. It's not been a it's been a tough year for us as well. Mm-hmm. So by working together, by coming up with different ways in terms of uh, helping these guys out and helping us as well, I think it definitely can be done. And if it has to be online for uh, for the time being, then we've got to find ways. Whether it's going to be working with brands for product placements or working with brands to deliver content. which is why originality plays a big part bro and oh. coming back to your question way earlier if you know it's easier to get original acts especially with their own material doing something like this rather than someone who's doing covers all the time you know so hey oh okay. yeah, so yeah. there's some the light there's some light at the end of the <laughs> excuse exactly. me no, i just got to figure out how does an mc make money out of this whole thing <laughs> Yeah, even for this uh, show, you can easily like make something, bro. You never know. Maybe it might be sponsored yeah. by a brand someday. Yeah, hopefully someday. Then. Hopefully <laughs> someday. Yeah. Just, thanks for enlightening me on that because uh, whoever's watching right now, uh, these are the questions that some of them asked me, and I've asked you. And I guess there is some hope. It just depends on how you want to market yourself, how you actually want to change your content to exactly. cater for the client. And I just hope that someday you'll give a talk on how exactly it should be done. to make it easier for keep it local and uh, just in case for those who just were, were watching this or listening to this particular uh, broadcast or podcast what you need to do is is head on to uh, Jules keep it local page uh, it's kill entertainment right or facebook yeah page. you can put, uh, follow us on keep it local entertainment on facebook and keep it local my on instagram Okay, just follow them. Get in touch with you. Make make good friends with Jude. Make very good friends with Jude. <laughs> Never know when you might be needed. Send your material. Send your stuff. Get yourself uh, uh, exposed, or rather, oh, what's the best word? I don't want to put the word exposed. That's that's yeah. Big. Exposure and expose those words. Are like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something that we hear too much, and it can be it's like a powerful, like it's like a big word sometimes that doesn't go anywhere. So yeah, I always hear yeah. it. Like, My electricity bill doesn't get paid. <laughs> Jude, yeah. can you expose me Sundays? Trust me, he can. Eh? He can do all that. <laughs> I think he can basically expose himself. <laughs> yeah, I know he can. Good big time. Anyway, Jude, thank you so much for joining me, man. Thanks for enlightening. Thanks for having me, brother. I'm, I'm glad to be. This, this is your first episode. Technically yes, technically yes. So I thought I needed the best person to talk about the industry itself. So <laughs> thanks, brother. It's an honor. It's an so honor to be a part of the first episode. It's definitely a yeah. treat for me. 
thanks for saving me, man. <laughs> anytime, brother, anytime. You can check this whole broadcast up on the replay, or maybe after this, you can just uh, check it out on Spotify. I'll give you the link. Uh, you can share you the Spotify link of this particular podcast. Thank you so much, dude. Remember to check out Thank the, you, uh, the channel, uh, Keep It Local Entertainment and Keep It Local My, right? Yes, Keep It Local MY. MY on uh, Instagram. Instagram. I'll catch up with you tonight. It's going to be who's going to be on YouTube, man. Tonight, we've got um, Farid Frequency, who is a brilliant uh, rapper. I'm sure a lot of guys are familiar with him. We've got Alif Reza, the lead singer of Sonuo. And we mm-hmm. also have Chester Zazades. That's the winner. Uh, wait, uh, the guy, one of the guys who were performing was the winner from Rock, rock Up. Rock, rock Up, yeah. Our first yeah. Rock Up last year. The vocalist for uh, Sonuo, so yes. Nice, nice. So check them out tonight, 10 p.m. And where can they check them out? On your Facebook page? On Yudu's uh, platform. Just go over to Yudu's uh, YouTube and Facebook platform at 10 p.m. and okay. you'll be live there. And all these nice. artists will be entertaining you from the comfort of your own homes. And check out my baby sister. Tommy's uh, being the host over there. Yeah, who's being a great host so far. Shout all out right. to Tommy. <laughs> Thanks a lot, dude. Thanks a lot for joining in, man. I'll catch up with Thank you. Thank you, soon. brother. Thanks for whatever you're doing, dude. Bye. You too, brother. Take care, brother.